the story of a dedicated scientist working late into the night. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song. And this week, uh, we are doing the Monster Mash. Finally. By Bobby Boris, in parentheses, Pickett, and the Crypt Kickers. Man, I got I got a couple of things I want to say right off the top here. Trying to hold myself back. I want to stay on, I want to stay on format. You, you know you know me guys I hate yep. to break format no no um, so Michael <laughs> yeah. yes why don't you tell rules. us exactly I'm a definitely a stickler <laughs> for rules yeah yeah so Michael why don't you tell us what is the story of the monster mash we have a scientist who's working late one night in his laboratory as scientists tend to do and he sees his monster come to life right so he's like a mad scientist. I mean, he's like a little annoyed, but not like mad, mad. <laughs> but I'm saying he's not, he's not like a guy who's like figuring out an additive for gasoline, right? To make it slightly right. cleaner. No, like he's, he's, re- he's the type of scientist who bodies. deals with monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a monster scientist. That's his core focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mostly a monster scientist. <laughs> right. Um, so when his monster comes to life, the monster does what monsters do. Mm-hmm. He has to dance. The dance, you guys, it catches on in a flash. The other monsters uh, arrive, and they join the party, and they all start dancing, and then Dracula shows up, and he wonders why nobody's doing his favorite dance, the Transylvania Twist. This dance, it seems, has been replaced by the new dance, which is the Monster Mash, and then Dracula's, like, sort of cool with that, and he joins in with the band, and all of a sudden, the Monster Mash is the hit of the land, and then the mad scientist invites you the humans, to do the Monster Mash. Yeah, Oi is a big fan of songs that talk directly to me in the category of human being. The thing I wanted to jump on was, uh, this has got to be the first song, because technically this is credited to Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. This must be the, the first song, and maybe you guys can think of another one, where the band is mentioned in the song. The, the band that we're <laughs> listening to that is, is true. talked about in the song. Well, there is the theme song to the Monkees. Yeah, no, I don't. But I'm saying a song we've done. Although, does Young MC ever say his name? Because that's a possibility. I don't think so. No, I don't think he ever said it. Probably in uh, Regulators, they probably mentioned their name. So I think right off the top they do. Yeah, I think possible. right off but the top they do. But I don't think they're in the story like they are in this. Like the Crypt Kickers Yeah, they're, are. they're characters. Right, exactly. They are in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. great name. Sounds like, you know. Something else, like what you would call Doc Martens. <laughs> anyway. So the other question I had, and this is not something that I expect you guys to have an actual answer to, maybe just kind of discuss briefly, is I was just sort of curious. I was thinking as I was listening to this song today, when did the idea of the funny monster begin? Oh. Like all these, all these monsters, like when they were originally written, they were meant to be scary, right? So like at what point did it become like, oh, like... You know, Frankenstein's doing the Batuzi. Like, this is funny. Like, when when did that start? Did it happen all at once? Or, like, did each monster get their sort of funny counterpart, like, one at a time and sort of all added together? When did the monsters come out? 
and the Adams family. That's, well, that's that's right around here. Monsters was 1964. Okay. Okay. Right. When was the and Adams, the Adams family? family? And the Monsters today was sometimes later. <laughs> the Adams family. The Adams family was earlier, only in that because they originally were like a the comic strip. Comic oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So that's that's probably the 50s. Yeah. Right. So that almost feels like maybe that's if not uh, not at least the start of something like sort of a um, like a codifier, y- yeah. right? Of like, okay, this is this is what funny, scary, funny stuff you know is what? like, right? Yeah. Because even Abbott and Costello movies, right? The monsters, I mean, those are comedies, but the monsters are scary. Sure, sure. It's not like the monsters at the end are like, okay, now let's all do a big dance party. Mm-hmm. Like Abbott <laughs> and Costello are funny, but the monsters are still scary. So. I don't know when the you, kind of the kid-friendly monster thing. You know started. what I think it came was after World War II, when they got to see the real monsters. That's why we're allowed to do the mash. That's actually like <laughs> yeah the deep, the deep Twilight Zone twist is like for you are the true monsters. No! Like jeez, jeez, Boris, this got real deep yeah. at the end here. Wow. Thanks. I thought this was just like a fun song. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld. An eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. So let's start here in the, at the top. So Boris is talking to us. He says, I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Uh, it caught on in a flash. Y- you guys know the song. <laughs> so, um, uh, so this guy's working in the lab. He is trying to recreate life, pull God out of heaven, uh, and replace himself <laughs> as the creator of life. And uh, the monster comes to life, but instead of going on a killing rampage or you know, sort of what he's expecting. It gets up and starts doing a dance. Yeah, yeah. Which, let's be honest, that's almost scarier. Sure. I mean, yeah. It's un- like, yeah. if somebody Absolutely. just, like, walks up in front of you and starts dancing, that's weird. <laughs> it's weird. And also, it's not, it's unexpected. He thought he knew what this rampaging monster was going to do. And all of a sudden, he it, he's a loose cannon. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Right. Like I mean, we don't know what he was doing this for. Was it just for, like general mad scientist like you just want to see if he could do it or was he trying to make like a killing monster and if so this is a huge failure yeah right (laughs) yeah if you're trying to make a monster to get revenge on the villagers below and this guy gets up and starts like doing a dance yeah this is this is a complete failure unless he was trying to create like a dancing monster well that's the thing is that was he is like that, what if he was trying to put on his own ziegfeld follies or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what i'm at like is, is this the goal like, is he trying to create an army of undead dancers? Right, right. For a very specific musical review. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Dead, dead dancers or undead dancers, uh-huh. right? They don't complain. Mm, uh, yep, that's right. They don't, they don't need SAG minimum. Right, right. right? Yeah, they don't have uh, the union rules of, like, you can only rehearse for a certain mm-hmm, number of hours mm-hmm. a day. They don't need days off, right? So, I mean, this would actually be a huge money yeah, saver. Real yeah, real helpful. Right? Real helpful. In the end, yeah, it's yeah. like up front, it's a big investment. But, uh, like, the craft services is really weird. But aside from that, I mean, it's <laughs> right. pretty good. You just need, like, it's a couple good. of human brains. Yeah. And that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, I mean everything's still got to be gluten-free because, I mean, they're still dancing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
You know how they are. are still going to have a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The and then this, his laboratory is in is in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. Now, what is happening? What is happening in this this part of well, the here, That is just um, like, that's a design flaw in that house. Well, I think, I, what, just yeah. because the laboratory is so far away from the master bedroom? I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's, I don't <laughs> no, think that's. <laughs> the vampires eat where he sleeps. Oh, I, I see. Rachel, I, I understand. No, I was looking at the layout. Also, of the, who wants to walk all the way across the house no, to get to the lab? I actually appreciate that because if you work where you live, you want to make sure you have yeah. a nice delineation between your living space and your workspace. Right. But it yeah. is weird that vampires feast in his bedroom. I mean, he's saying, like, I don't live here alone. There are vampires mm-hmm. who bring villagers from, you know, down the mountain up here to to feast upon <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, and that happens in my bedroom. Also, is he sleeping in the massive bedroom or is he just like, look, the vampires took that over. Uh, <laughs> I just have a cot here in the lab. It's fine. It's, it's I think- fine. I don't... I don't need to sleep in. in you know what's tough? I've got a mini fridge. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Else. He's like, I barely use it. There's I'm a- in the lab. All I'm, I'm working late at night. That's I'm in true. the lab. If I need to, <laughs> I curl up on the slab next to my monster. But I, I don't really need a bed, so I Airbnb it to some it's vampires, fine. and it's fine. I also I could I I like the way your priorities are clearly laid out, mm-hmm. Rachel. And that your thought was just like, yes, uh, there are vampires in the master bedroom. But what is the layout? Yeah, I want to know plan. <laughs> Of this castle. How's this castle flow? Yeah. And is it really, is it really 20 minutes to the beach? Like really, yeah. really? Tell or me truthfully. Tell here? me truthfully. Because it's probably more like 30 Yeah, it's like, right? it's like to the edge of the beach. It's 20 minutes, but you can't get into the beach there. And then there's vampires all over the place. Can we, I'd like to take it from the vampire's side though. Maybe he's like, Absolutely. okay, so listen, you get this Airbnb. However, you can only use, it's only for a room. It's not, you don't get. You don't get the access to the kitchen or the bathroom or anything. It's just the room. So anything you do has to happen in this bedroom. Yeah. And the vampires are like, I'm paying $260 a night for a room? Come on. But, I mean, to also to be fair, they don't need anything else. They're going to kidnap young women, uh, bring them back to their room, eat them, or at least drain their mm-hmm. blood, and then I guess sleep in a coffin. I don't really yeah. know, but I I guess my point is that I don't you know I don't think they're I don't think they need to take a shower. I think just right. sort of magically always sort of clean. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking way too much about vampire hygiene. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I've never even thought that I would think about that, but here I am. Way too much. What's the right amount? <laughs> I think none is the right amount, <laughs> but now now it's even more than that, and that's just too. It's more than I ever thought it would be. I have reminder. I have calendar reminders for twice a year just to sit and think about right, <laughs> right. Because you just you just want to get it out of the way, you know, the thinking about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they probably bathe in blood, right? No, I mean, like, that would be like us. Like, and I don't want to be. Doesn't make any sense. That would be like us well, bathing in want... like bone broth. That's weird. Nope. We drink water and then we bathe. Yeah, in water, but Rachel. they don't know. But they're not drinking blood. For, because they're thirsty for it. They're drinking blood because they're hungry Look, for it. That's their I agree food. With you. What I'm saying is, 
I don't want to be stereotypical. I'm okay. just saying with those people, it's always blood, right? <laughs> it just it's it's always blood with those people. <sighs> Anything they're doing, it's blood. And they and, drink you know, Diet Dr Pepper. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just for a little treat. I mean, <laughs> just for a treat. Well, that is, but to be fair, that is the closest. Uh, you can get in a commercial soft drink to blood. It is the, <laughs> yeah. is the closest. Yes, that's true. That's true. To blood. By the way, Dr. Pepper people, the sponsorships, you've not been returning my emails. And I, don't <laughs> I don't understand. So then he says, the ghouls all come for their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. I think he's a pusher. Is that, yeah. Is that a drug it reference? Sounds, that, uh, feels like, yeah. that feels like a real subtle, like, if you don't, you probably wouldn't really think about it, but if you do, what is... That's weird. Yeah. I mean, it is a party. I don't think so. This is 1962. I don't think anyone was on drugs for at least another couple of years. Of course nah, not. No. It not. was called, because it, it wasn't called drugs yeah. then. It was called medicine. Everything had cocaine in it, so what does it matter? Coca-Cola had cocaine Right, in it, exactly, so. exactly. I think that was 1862, not 1962. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Co- yeah. The Coca-Cola people. Why you're not responding to my emails, <laughs> I don't understand. But the tagline, Coke, it used to have cocaine in it. I mean... It's, it, it sells itself. I don't understand what the problem is, but seriously, write me back. We, I'd love to talk about some sponsorship deals. Anyway, I'm so, guys, I'm sorry to do business on the air. Uh, let's get back to the song. So all the ghouls are coming from their humble abodes. So now I'm thinking, because I was thinking that there was like, you know, the classic castle up on a mountain, right. the village down below. But maybe this is just like a whole land of monsters. I think right? so. Because the only thing we... We only ever hear about monsters. Right, right. Right? So the ghouls are coming from somewhere else. They don't live in the castle. Right. They're coming from their humble abodes, or I guess they. But I guess they could live in various other haunted well, castles I mean, and houses maybe, around. Wh- why are they all instantly doing the mash? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this feels like one of those things where it's like, you know, st- this is the thing that only happens in a movie where like somebody starts doing a dance and then everyone's like, "Hey, what's that guy doing?" Yeah, and then everyone starts doing the dance like that just doesn't happen in real life. But I guess in this case, like just the power, like the monster starts doing the dance, he jumps up from the slab to dance, and then like. The, the mad scientist and I guess like his assistant are like, hey, man, this is pretty great. And then they start doing it. And I guess there is like a like, I guess there's a party then. And then every, and then at the party, everyone, the you know, the monster and the mad scientist or whatever, like, hey, guys, we got this new dance right. that you got to do. And I will to be fair in the 60s. That was a big thing. Sure. Right. Like every other week there was a new dance that everyone had to know. So. I think this 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 might also be part of it where there was just like you went to a party and everyone's like, guys, great news. There's a new dance and we're all going to spend three hours learning yeah. it. So, oh, brother, get, you know, get hydrated because here we go. I mean, it's right there in the song. It caught on in a flash. Yeah. They covered their bases. Right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, when he says from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abodes. Is that all happening? Is he is is he saying that that's how it spread like basically like the vampires caught on they turned into bats they went to the ghouls the ghouls were like hey you got to hear this and then the ghouls came in when they got their electrode shocks then they started doing the mash as well i think okay. so yeah okay. i think it like i mean that was always i just it sort of spread through the castle and then out yeah but i always also felt like they were also independent of the mo- of the monster doing the mash they also were going to have a party. Gotcha. Right? Like, I, I think the party was going to happen anyway. And it was just, it just happened to be earlier that afternoon, the mash, the monster mash was invented. Oh. And then they were like, hey, everybody, hey, everybody, let's learn the monster mash. Right? Yeah, but this was late one night in the lab. 
Okay, well, I, maybe the I mean they're monsters, Michael. Maybe the party starts at four a.m. I don't know, or maybe party monsters. Or maybe the the, the oh, that's true. Or maybe Vampires the par- are, true. are nocturnal. Yeah, or maybe the party's the next day or whatever, or the next night. So then they have the match. I don't. Know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, again, only because the next after that is the zombies are having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Oh, yeah, or was this, or was the party to introduce everybody to the Monster Mash? I mean, that's also possible. It's was it a launch yeah, party? Yeah, this is like the coming out party right. for the Monster yeah. Mash. Yeah, because people are invited. There's a there's a guest. It's true. <laughs> it's, you got to get on this right? list. It's not like this wasn't an open house right. party. Yeah, yeah. People were people were were you know pulling strings to get into this party in yeah. order to learn how to do the mash. <laughs> it's now I'm just picturing it like voguing. Right. <laughs> where there's there's a ball and everybody yeah. shows up and category is vampire realness or something. You're getting a, you're getting ahead. I, I was going to get to the at the end. I was going to say so what do we think this looks yeah. like? What is what is the monster mash? Like h- how is it done? Cuz I know it's based off the mashed potato, right? Yeah, I think that's Which all. Which I it also is. I don't know how to do that. But I'm going to imagine it's some sort of like swiveling hips. It seemed like in the 60s they were always moving their hips around. Yeah. So I'm imagining they're sort of like moving their hips and like kind of doing that thing where you're sliding your feet, right? I guess that's kind of the Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the mesh potato. But then also, but then also. Mesh potato I think is just a variation on the twist. But arms out like you're doing the Thriller dance. That's what okay. I'm imagining. Okay, okay. Right? So, so, but I mean, but in, but in Thriller the arms are really stiff. The arms are moving. I'm doing it right now. Um, <laughs> the arms are moving, but they're out like a zombie's arms, and you're and you're kind of moving your hips and like and putting your feet back and forth. That's what I think. You've the painted is. a beautiful picture for our listeners. I appreciate Thank it, you. and I feel like that would catch on in a flash. That I mean, I think that um, would. Oh yeah, I think it did. I, yeah, I would almost go. I would go so far as to say it might be a graveyard. <laughs> um, but that's look. I don't want to get no, ahead of myself. No, no. I think that that that's how it caught on like a flash like that's sort of how i picture it like there's the scene in the thriller video mm. where all of the zombies and whatever are just sort of like <laughs> congregating and show up just yes. to dance like that's sort of what it wow and they do like all catch me. on in a flash like it it yeah. just it really yeah. you know it spreads pretty quickly there and like we were saying Remember, like, the, the zombies are coming, right, for Michael and that girl. Right, right. Right? But then the monsters all stop and they start doing that dance, right? And that is way more terrifying than them just coming right, for you, right? Because now you're like, I, I, it was scary when they were, like, coming to eat us, but at least I understood what was going yep. on. I don't know what the heck is happening now, right? You'll monsters s- just yeah. stopping and dancing, I think we can all agree, is, like, about the most terrifying thing you can imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that mad also, scientist- it's a good opportunity for you to run away. Right. But you're so confused that you're just frozen in place. Yeah, Michael, you're just, you're tearing- you're trying to learn the steps. You're tearing <laughs> your hair out. You're just like, you complete, like your mind just breaks. You know what I mean? You're just like, you have a complete, like a mental breakdown where you're like, but why is this happening? So anyway, that's what I imagine happened to the mad scientist. Was he just like <laughs> completely insane when this yeah. happened? Um, I do want to talk about the guest list though. Sure. So- there's zombies. There's, so there's ghouls mm-hmm. and there's zombies. Yes. Right? But the only three monsters who are, are mentioned by name right. are the guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Yeah. Now, here's yeah. the problem I've always had with this song. This is now our second vampire reference. The vampires are feasting, and now Dracula and his son are showing up. Sure. Right? 
there are way more monsters mm-hmm. in the world of monsters. We have sort we have a, a sort of a Frankenstein reference. We got Wolfman, that's fine. But here's the problem. Dracula is going to come back a third time in this song, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And I feel like you had a <laughs> chance to throw in your mummies, your invisible mans, your creature from the Black Lagoons. Like, some, like let's get a little more variety. I, this song feels very vampire heavy. I know. And that's all I'm saying. But listen, Dracula <laughs> is huge. And it's, I mean, he's huge, why? man. He is a celebrity. He's an A-list. Listen, if you have like Beyonce yeah. at your party, but then also like yeah. Kim Cattrall, like sure, Kim Cattrall right. is fine, but Beyonce's there. You focus on Beyonce, not Kim Cattrall. I mean, first of all, I disagree. But second of all... <laughs> Because I have a lot, I mean, Rachel, Yeah. when I say a lot, I have a lot of questions about the inner workings of Mannequin. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> so you would just be but, in a corner with Kim Cattrall <laughs> discussing that with her while everybody else is talking to Beyonce. Do you see what I'm saying? Just, so there's one like, person talking to the mummy, but, 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 but uh, okay, but, 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 but Kim, but Kim. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were in, for, but, first but, question, but, 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 but if you were in ancient Egypt, why are you a plastic mannequin? I don't like how did yeah, that how, how, how did you turn into like cuz how did they have plastic in ancient Egypt? I just don't understand. Yeah. Kim? Kim where are you going? <laughs> Kim? Um, <laughs> also is nothing really going to stop us now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh, I just I have I'm going to let you go. I just have several questions about Hollywood and then and then <laughs> and then you can go. Oh so, my gosh. But, but Rachel, I'm agreeing with you, but here's what I'm saying, is Dracula, he comes in at the end, like, it should build up to Dracula. Right. I'm totally agreeing with you. Dracula- Yeah, he is he your He's a key moment. He gets to say his own line. So don't waste him in the middle of the song. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying the guest list should have been Wolfman and then, like, maybe the mummy and something else. That's all. No. That's Boris, all I'm trying to Boris say. Boris knows what he's doing. He's making sure everybody knows that Dracula is there. <laughs> Dracula's there. Okay. All right. So that, then he's like- uh, well, at this point, he's not there. He's on the guest list. Right. That's at this true. point, he's like, oh, my God, I hope he shows up. <laughs> That's true. Because this party is going to be a disaster. I have promised him. everyone. He's so fun. I've promised everyone that he's Dracula so is going to be here. And oh, my God. Wolfman wouldn't have showed up if, Dra- if Dracula wasn't I really him. hope that but he doesn't guys- bring his son. That's all I hope. All I hope is Dracula doesn't bring his son. <laughs> but you guys, Dracula showed up to the party and then went to sleep. That's true. He is- <laughs> He is in a coffin when he first speaks. So that is weird. Like, that's a power move. That's a Beyonce move to be like, I'm gonna come to your party, but I'm taking a nap. Okay? So I'm gonna show I'm gonna show up. That'll be hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now I'm gonna go take a nap. Don't wake me up. The scene was rocking over digging the sounds. Igor on chains back by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group. The Crypt Kicker 5. So now, the party has started because the scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Sure. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. <laughs> nice. So Igor, Igor, do we think Igor is shaking the chains like a tambourine, or do you think he's playing them like a xylophone? Ooh. Let's start with Michael. Or does he have them like strung like a, a guitar? I, I mean, that is also possible. Mm. That, seems, that seems a lot harder, but I yeah. mean, who knows? Well, we don't know how heavy these chains were. Are I'm they- just saying it doesn't seem like it would make it, w- it doesn't seem like it would make a lot of noise. Like I'm saying, if you were shaking the chains, like it would make noise. Uh, whatever. May- are something. they chains connected to bells? Well, I mean, they could be connected to anything, Rachel. But it doesn't say bells. We're going. We're going by the text <laughs> of the song. 
Igor, are you playing the chains again? It's a piano. Why do you keep calling it? Nobody calls it the chains. Cool chains, Daddy-o. It's a piano. (laughs) It's never going to catch on. Stop trying to make chains happen. But also, now are they playing the Monster Mash? Because the band has not showed up. Because the Coffin Bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker 5. So is it just Igor just shaking chains uh, before everyone gets there? Is that... Is what is what Igor doing? Is that the monster mash? No, I think it's or is that before. I think it's the opening act. Or is that before the monster mash? Okay, I think it's, it's the, the opening, opening act, act. and right. everybody's like, you know what, <laughs> Igor's doing pretty good. I mean, I'm really waiting for the Crypt Kicker Five, but uh, all right, I'm yeah. digging these sounds. I'm digging it. Well, the cause opening acts go. Igor's That's pretty good. good. He's pretty good. Listen, my parents yeah, once yeah. saw Santana open up for Canned Heat, so you never know who's going to be the opening act. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. You've got to be I prepared saw, to be blown away by the opening act. I saw Pat Benatar open for uh, Ringo Starr. So Whoa. that's all I was going to say. I was very excited to see Pat. Be- I didn't know she was going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like opening act Pat Benatar. And then she was like, this is our world. This We're, we're coming to the end of our world tour. And I was like, you're the opening act, Pat. This is sad. But that's that's another <laughs> a story for another time. Uh, yeah. So the Coffin Bangers, they're coming. They have a vocal group that sings along the Crip Kicker Five. And they played the mash. Wait. So they're they're the ones who are playing the mash. Wait, can I say something real quick? So yes, the Coffin Bangers is the is the the band, and then they have a vocal group called the Crypt Kicker Five. Wait a minute, is the logic in the Monster Mash starting to fall apart? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with someone. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. How have we not been doing bad monster puns this entire time? We got to start again. We're, we're, delete everything that we've done so far. We have to start all over again. Um, oh, my gosh. But uh, but yes, I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? The Coffin Bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the, the Crypt Kicker 5. I guess. They played the mash, yeah. right? They played the monster mash. I mean, the Crypt Kicker 5, they're just a vocal group. So yep. they don't have any instruments. So it, the Coffin Bangers have got to be the band. Yeah, you're not going to have a cappella group at, at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, what the hell is this? Uh, Freaking Yale? Come on. Just a bunch of guys in <laughs> right. khakis yeah. and sweaters. Say, yeah. this, is, I mean, this is the 60s. This is in the 50s where you have five guys in matching sweaters yeah. singing at a college party. Now in the 60s, you got to have instruments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they, so they somehow have learned the song for the Monster Mash. Although it's probably, it's basically just the twist. Let's not kid ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's not the twist because we'll find out why it's oh, like that's right. true. But that's I'm true. Saying, but I'm saying it's probably a slight variation on it. You know what I mean? Like they, they made a couple of cosmetic changes, but it's basically the same song. But then, yes, they're, they're in the middle of the song and out of his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid and shook his fist. And said, whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. I feel like this is is sort of like name dropping on Boris's part. Oh, totally, but totally. Where he's just like, hey, Drac. Oh, you you might know him as Dracula. I call him Drac. His friends call him Drac. So right, when, Drac showed Drac, up. Don't like you, when you're, to my yeah. party. I like when you're watching a talk show. My friend Drac. You you watch a talk show and the guy's like, yeah. So anyway, me and Bobby De Niro were doing this scene. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I get it. You call him Bobby. All right, you're cool. Oh my That's gosh. Cool. Yeah, so he's calling him. He's like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, me and Drac, yeah, yeah. We, we were just hanging out. And anyway, he was mad because his Transylvania twist was now the mash. I wonder if any of the other monsters were just like, leave it to Drac to have a problem <laughs> with the music. Right. Such a diva. He does this oh all the time. God. 
Unbelievable. Ugh. It's now the mash, Drac. It's now the monster mash. Yeah. And it's a graveyard smash. I don't think that the Transylvania twist was ever a graveyard smash, Drac. Okay? <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my gosh. This is really a story about the downfall of Dracula. The Transylvania <laughs> twist was, at best, a graveyard minor hit, right? Right, right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. a graveyard B-side. Let's let's call it what it was. You know what's tough about it is it's not inclusive because it's so specific, like Transylvania right. twist. Like sometimes, you know, New York State of Mind, we love it because we're from New York. I don't know if other people love it as much because they're not from New York. Yeah. You got to expand it out. Monster Mash, that's for all the monsters, Drac. I'm just imagining the A&R guy just being like, Dracula, we love you. We love the stuff you're doing. <laughs> Transylvania twist. We love it. Sounds great. But here's the thing. It sounds a little ethnic. That's all. Are people going to buy it outside of Transylvania? We don't know. We don't know. Too regional, That's man. Too, Too regional. It's a huge uh. hit in Transylvania, Dracula. But we're really trying to get, like, like everywhere else. Right. We're trying to go yeah. global. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like in Billy Joel's Pressure when he says, all your life is Channel 13. People outside of New York, they don't know what that means. You know, no, we no. got to change it for the for the single version. I forget what the actual yeah, we what the line has changed to in the single version. But uh, oh, did they change it in the single version? Anyway, what we're what we're saying, Dracula, is that you're the Billy Joel of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're too regional. We get it, but Billy Joel, you're the Dracula of singer songwriters. Is what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you. I, I don't know whether that's a compliment or an I insult, mean, Billy. I don't Dracula's know. Dracula's pretty famous, so take it how you will. I, don't know. I guess. Yes. I mean, Dracula writes a lot about uh, Transylvanian fishermen. So. <laughs> and the downfall of industrial Transylvania. Sure. It's very sad. Yeah. And also the Long Island Expressway. He, it, it goes both <laughs> He pulled one or two things directly uh, from Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Boy. Dracula's version of Allentown. Just break your heart every time. So. <laughs> it was great. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming that there was probably like a pretty tense moment, right? Because, I mean, this is Dracula. Oh, yeah. This is Dracula. And if he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Right? Because, um, I mean, I mean, Dracula, I mean, he'll kill you. Like, he's a monster. Like, let's not, you know. I mean, they all will. They're all monsters. Well, I guess that's a, I guess <laughs> yeah. that's a point. They're all equally at risk. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I guess most of them are like, what are you going to do? We're already dead. Well, what's the big deal? You know? Meanwhile, the wolf You want to fight to what end? The wolf man is just slowly backing out of the room like, oh boy. I don't want to get involved in this. Um, But it all worked out because uh, everything's cool. Drac's a part of the band. And my monster mash. Now, wait a minute. Boris. I know. My monster mash? Hold on. This gets me. This guy is a total. Change of word. Yeah, yeah. He's a total Colonel. Parker, right? He's taking now. He's taking all the credit for for yep. the monster. Came up with the monster mash, the coffin yeah. bangers, and the Cryptkicker Five. They presumably wrote the music. And this dude, this Boris guy, he's taking all the credit, right? It's my monster mash, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was in my lab, so it's really my song. <laughs> Right, 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 right. You didn't sign off on anything, so it's uh, it's mine. It's all my property. Did you not yeah. read the fine print yeah. on the invitation? Because the boss is just like, I really should have read the fine print on that contract. Um, <laughs> Why did I not learn from Taylor I Swift? Signed away, Damn it! I signed away all my rights to uh, 
to the yeah. monster mash. I mean, listen, unless unless like we were saying in the beginning, he designed this monster to do this specific thing. Yeah, maybe. Have a oh, very true. kitschy hit. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe you he know? is creating dancing monsters. And then once one of them hits, yeah. that's how he comes up with new dances is by inventing dancing monsters and see what they come up with. So I made you, literally. <laughs> yeah. I made the monster mesh. I made you. <laughs> You'd be nothing without me. You'll be literally in a grave, <laughs> dead in the ground you'd be, without me. You'd be bits and pieces of different people. Boris, this is really a chicken and egg type of situation. <laughs> uh, Agree to disagree. I'm also imagining him just like, you know, like throwing the switch like the monster gets up and he's just like watching he's just like and he's just loading a shotgun he's like that's just the charleston i can't use this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to do hold still chop the head still. off use it Never again do the charleston again yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's um, just a pile oh, of bodies he's like all right let's get the next one in here let's see what he does well it is also very telling that he the monster of the monster mash the monster is not mentioned Outside of the laboratory, yeah. the monster mesh is, the dance is, right. so quite possibly the monster got up, started dancing, Boris took notes, and then disposed of the monster and spread it to his vampire and ghoul I friends. Mean, or he locked the monster up away and was like, guys, I invented a great new dance. I, Boris, <laughs> came up with a great new dance that everyone has to learn. And then the ghouls were like, wait, weren't you working on getting a monster uh, back to life? And he was like, uh, didn't you want another hit of Electrode? Maybe you should keep your mouth shut. Yeah, oh, sorry, bro. Sorry, 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 man. Sorry, sorry. I just need a little, I just need a little taste of that lightning. Just a little taste of that lightning, man. Brain party, by the way, man. We got any more Electrodes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. No Electrodes for me. I, I'm trying to quit. So <laughs> he says for the living, for you, the living, who's talking to us, this mash was meant to, when you get to my door, Tell them Boris sent you. What are you talking about? When I get to your door, you'll answer the door. Who am I going to tell that Boris sent me? I'm guessing the butler. That doesn't make any... He's oh, too I busy guess, partying, okay. yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you solved it, Michael. That's what it means. <laughs> As passwords go, though, that, that one seems but that's pretty what easy to okay, guess. Okay, so bang, bang, bang on the door. Butler or, you know, Igor or somebody opens the door, and you're like, oh, Boris sent me. And they're like, all right, you, you're in the know. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah, it's a velvet rope man. situation. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's to get into the, the hottest Halloween party in all the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I am going to say this. I'm sure it's really fun. If you are a human being and you go to a monster party, you're, if you die, that's on you, man. Like, why, why are you going to a monster party? You knew what you were going to That's what I'm saying. Into. You're going to a monster party. Like, I'm sure it's, it's fun, on you. but come on. You got to have a little common yeah. sense about these things, right? Oh, are there going to be a lot of vampires there? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Are the monsters actively feeding inside the castle? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Okay? So, I'm not I saying- appreciate your thirst for adventure, but just realize there are consequences yeah. to your actions and your uh, need to dance. I'm, and I, I appreciate your desire to be up on the latest dance crazes, but you have to understand that, you know, <laughs> there are dangers that come along with this if you're going to mysterious castles and yeah. going to monster parties. All right. Anything else yeah. on this song? If you guys remember when we did the uh, we did an episode on Will Sing in the Sunshine, one of the things right, we right. praised Gail Garnett for was those slight changes to the chorus. Mm -hmm. Bobby Pickett yeah. does the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. 
you know, he did the mash, they did the mash, they played the mash. It's now the mash. Then you can mash. Like, it's... I like those little changes. Little changes. And if you're going to have a song, if you write a song in 1962, and it's going to be played in the year 2019, those little details are going to make all the difference, right? You know, you have a lot of competition. It's going to get winnowed Mm -hmm. down and winnowed Mm -hmm. down and winnowed down until you're still you're still around. So that that's going to make a big difference. And a lot of a lot of good sound effects in this song. No, I mean seriously, and it's not too much, right? You hear like change, you hear some like of the the sound like those chemistry sounds or whatever in the beginning when he's in the lab. It's not over the top, but it's just enough, right? Where it's where it's good. Um, you know. And that's the thing that we as a society do not talk about is that thriller begins with a solid 45 seconds of C-grade <laughs> yeah. Halloween sound effects. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so point for Bobby here. Point for Boris on the sound effects department. All right, let's talk about Expanded Universe. So we've had a co- we, we have decided that most of the stories that we've covered involve ghosts. <laughs> um, we're always right. coming back to, to people being, you know, ghosts or there are demons that are haunting people. There are, <laughs> there are demon owls that are taunting night farmers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, that- I mean, so I'm, I was only saying, I'm assuming all the, any ghost or demon or monster we've ever mentioned, they're all at the party. They're all doing the mash. Yeah. I, the, the thing is, in each of these songs, somebody 90% of the time ends up dying tragically. Um, so I'd imagine that they all went to this party, but the only like actual ghost song that we've ever done was wildfire. So you think the horse showed up? I think there was a horse at this party. Yeah. I think there has to have been a ghost horse (laughs) and a ghost lady. And if, for those of you who've listened to the episode, there was a ghost mountain. Yeah. There was a ghost mountain. Uh, yeah. There was a ghost mountain. Is this on top of ghost mountain? <laughs> it might be on top of ghost on mountain. Top of ghost on mountain. top of ghost mountain. <laughs> yeah. Have we had any? Have we had any songs about the music industry? I'm just kind of wondering if, like, you know, anyone's showing up to like check out the 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 coffin bangers and see see what they're up to, um, <laughs> or uh, you know, sort of sort of low level. Oh, I get like pearls a singer. Maybe like the same, like maybe they were in the same contest that she was in. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. Or maybe she like yeah, auditioned like for that. them. She wanted to be like a studio <laughs> musician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. Just like, oh yeah. man, if, guys, it would really turn things around for me if I could just get into the Crip Kickers. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get out of this dive bar. They're all. They're, I mean, they're going to all the best parties. I mean, maybe, maybe she like got into the band and then just had to quit because they were touring so much and like going to Transylvania right, and stuff. Right, and she right. was like, I don't want to travel. Can't. Also, a lot of late nights and also fire bad. So she's like. She has that whole fire eating part of her <laughs> part of her act, so it's tough. <laughs> any, any other uh, expanded universe stuff? Or no, I'm just thrilled that we got Pearl at this party. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, right. Way to go, Thanks. Pearl. <laughs> Pearl came back, everybody. I think she's in there. Okay, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hungry. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dad. The podcast where nerdy dads talk nerdy fads. We talk life, entertainment, and give advice to those who never asked for it. Like, anytime I do anything, my brother calls me a thought. What do I do? Or, best college degree for a supervillain. So go smash that like button. Find us wherever podcasts live. Uh, where's that, Jared? A magical place called the internet. Like Spider-Man and Elsa's shipping videos. <laughs> Dad, I'm hungry. Wait! All right, and we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this? Uh, how did this story song come to be? This has got this. Yes. I mean, in terms of like the amount of people who know this song, right, or at least like familiarity right. with the song, versus like knowledge of like who sang this song, <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> like, I'm sure. I mean, we all know that it's Bobby Boris Pickett, because uh, we are grade A weirdos. But I'm sure. <laughs> And if you grab a random person off the street, like, and you're like, hey, do you know the Monster Bash? Like, I'm like, yeah. Who sang it? Not a clue. Like, couldn't even begin to imagine. They'd probably be like, um. I I think about half the answers would be like Dracula. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm assuming the real life Dracula sang it, right? Uh, Yeah. I was going to be like, um, Elvis? I don't know. Um, (laughs) So why don't you tell us? (laughs) It's funny you said that because uh, Elvis hated this song. Really? All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Let's let's get into it. So, so Michael, tell us the story behind behind this song. I will. So, um, Monster Mash was released on August twenty fifth, nineteen sixty two, which seems a little bit early for a Halloween song, but like they keep pushing up the holidays like every year. It was on the charts for seven weeks uh, on the Billboard Hot one hundred, which brings us to almost Halloween. Um, and after seven weeks on the chart, I mean, it went down but like it peaked after seven weeks on the billboard hot 100 at number one please but listen smart like because they gave it time to do a slow burn yeah and then build up you know yeah yeah and and those were also the days when you know you would release a song in may and then by like christmas it would be like at its peak like everything was kind of a slow burn then well my question was knew that was this timed to be a halloween song I don't know. I, I mean, I would imagine it's like Christmas albums are usually released in between mid-October and like mid-November, you know? 
so there i think any album release or or single release tends to to push towards the slow burn but it has to be out there well enough in advance to get that seasonal yeah, yeah it's a huge hit by halloween especially back <clears throat> then you had to get people into the stores to buy it like now right. you can just release yeah. yeah yeah you can release it on spotify like october 29th and it'll be you know it'll go crazy like if, if that's yeah. what you want to do but <laughs> what's interesting about the Monster Mash hitting number one. It hit the week of October 20th, 1962. Mm-hmm. So it was number one for one week, the week before Halloween. Think of all the great songs that we did that we were like, wow, I can't <laughs> believe this song didn't hit number one. The Monster Mash. <laughs> the Monster right. Mash beat all. No, it's not fair. It's not fair because everyone's buying it for Halloween. So that that's not right. fair. But right. still, the fact that it wasn't like, a number four hit. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah. a, a number one hit was the Monster sure. Mash. That's all. It it was it was also literally a, a smash, yeah. and it caught on in a flash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was on the R&B charts. Um, we know that. So Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So that week when it was number one, mm-hmm. the songs that were behind it, these are just random songs in the top 20 by, like, big acts, uh, big songs. So... I found this interesting. Uh, Sherry by the Four Seasons was number two. Do You Love Me by the Contours was number three. He's a Rebel by the Crystals, vocals by Darlene Love, was number four. Patches, our friend <gasps> Patches, Patches by Dickie Lee was number six. Aw, Patches. Um, Ramblin' Rose by Nat King Cole was number seven. Only Love Can Break a Heart by Gene Pitney was number eight. Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs was number nine. If I Had a Hammer by Peter, Paul, and Mary was number 11. Surf and Safari by the Beach Boys was number 14. All Alone Am I by Brenda Lee was 15. What Kind of Fool Am I by Sammy Davis Jr. was 18. I Left My Heart in San Francisco by Tony Bennett was 19. And Gina by Johnny Mathis was number 20. The Monster Mash was ahead of all of those songs. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Still still not totally fair, but, you know, like... If if it was like I left my heart in San Francisco because a monster took it, um, <laughs> maybe he would have had yeah. a better a better chance if around I, Halloween. If I had a hammer, if I had a hammer, I'd kill that monster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only love can break a heart and then turn you into an undead monster. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So these are just things for Tony Bennett to think about yeah. when uh, right. for his next concert. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. Yep. So for the record's release, uh, Bobby Pickett was credited as, as Bobby Boris Pickett. Um, he was originally from Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh, and while he was living there growing up, uh, he told Billboard, I would enter these talent contests. I did the shtick about Boris Karlar, Karloff. And every time I do it, I'd win. So that's the voice he uses in the song is uh, an impersonation. Wait, but like a song? But he would sing a song as Boris Karloff, basically? Yeah, or just do an impression. And people went crazy for oh, it. Okay. Um, you know, I guess in the 50s and 60s, <laughs> a Boris Karloff impersonation would, would just kill. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he moved to California to become an actor. And his friend, Lenny Capizzi, who is the co-writer... Uh, later moved, there were three friends and they formed a band called the Cordials, um, and convinced, uh, Bobby Pickett to join during performances with the Cordials. He would sing little darling by the diamonds. And there's a spoken word part in the middle of the song. And he did it in a Boris Karloff voice. Um, and that became the inspiration for the monster mash in the song. The two 
dance crazes that are mentioned are the mashed potato, which was a dance craze that started in 1962, and the twist, which started in 1959. Uh, it started in Tampa uh, and was inspired by the dance. Hank Ballard and the Midnighters wrote and recorded a song called The Twist in 1959. Wait, so the dance came first? Dance came wow. first. They had seen or read about it and wrote the song. And although it had some success, I think it was actually a B-side, oh. uh, Dick Clark suggested <laughs> to the record company that it would be better if Chubby Checker did it, and he was right. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So the, there are two horror film icons uh, impersonated by Bobby Pickett in this song. One is Bella Lugosi, mm -hmm. uh, which is the voice of Dracula. He was a stage and screen actor, best known for portraying Dracula, I think both on stage and in, uh, and on screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously Boris Karloff was a prolific actor of film, television, and the stage. He was most known for his roles in horror films and his portrayal of Frankenstein's monster. Uh, he was the host of the 1960s television anthology thriller. So sure. when this song came out, he was still very top of mind. Mm -hmm. um, and he also narrated a little television special called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Aww. So the song was written and recorded, or at least the demo was recorded, uh, during a two-hour writing session in May of 1962. They took the demo to Gary S. Paxton, who is a record producer, mm -hmm who is also a songwriter and recording artist. So just as a side note, there's a little bit about Garius Paxton. In 1960, he produced and sang lead vocals on the song Alley Oop mm -hmm. uh, with a group of studio musicians that call themselves the Hollywood Argyles. So it was a novelty song. So Garius Paxton is your go-to if you want to record a novelty song. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently. It was based on the 1932 comic strip about a caveman transported to the 20th century uh, who goes on time-traveling adventures. That comic strip is still running, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, the song went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 the week of July 11th, 1960. And there's a lyric in that song that you might recognize when they say, look at that caveman go. Look at that caveman go? Anybody? No, I don't know. Dan? Uh, I mean, it sounds very familiar, but you're, is it from Captain Caveman? You're throwing me off there. Yep, that's yep. It's from <laughs> Captain Caveman. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that caveman go. It's from a Bowie song, right? Uh, yeah, it's oh, from, it's Life, from on Mars. Uh, Life on Mars. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Bowie, <laughs> Bowie uh, lifted that from Alley Oop. <laughs> In addition to having a prolific career as a writer, producer, singer. Gary Paxton had a pretty interesting life. Most of the details we won't get into here, but it's kind of interesting to know that in 1980, he was almost murdered. What? Huh. Uh, he was shot three times by hitmen who were hired by a country singer who wanted to get out of his contract. That country singer, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so, so strange. <laughs> so he produced the Monster Mash. The song was recorded in one take. Um, and Dan, you were talking about the sound effects earlier. They did not use a Party City sound effects CD. The way they accomplished the sound effects was uh, the coffin mm -hmm. was if you these are all spoilers. So if you don't want me to, to ruin the magic for you, you're going to want to put it on mute for the next yeah, like 10 seconds. 30 seconds. The coffin was a nail being pulled out of a board of wood. Mm -hmm. uh, the bubbling sounds were the sounds of blowing bubbles through a straw into a glass of water oh. and the chains. Yes were chains. <gasps> Mind so, blown. No one would release this as a single. 
Paxson was turned down by four record labels. So he pressed a thousand copies of it and brought them to different radio stations uh, around California. And they began playing it. Uh, one of the labels that turned him down, London Records, called and asked to release it after it sort of became a hit in terms of radio airplay. Mm-hmm. The song was issued on Paxson's own label called Gare Pax, for Gary Paxson, mm-hmm. uh, and distributed by London Records. That is a terrible name. Garpax? Yeah. It sounds like a either some sort of medication or a fake alien tribe. You know what? That record uh-huh. label with a terrible yeah. name? Had a number one single. All so, right, that's fine. After the success of the single, it was included on the album mm-hmm. The Original Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. The album was called The Original because there was already another album at the time called The Monster Mash what? by John Zacherly, mm-hmm. which contained a cover of the Bobby Pickett okay. song. The Bobby Pickett album includes a total of 16 tracks, all of which are monster themed. Oh, my Lord. Some of them were called, it's, it's, so it's a Halloween album. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other tracks were called The Blood Bank Blues, mm-hmm. Graveyard Shift, Scully Gully, The Transylvania Twist, yeah. uh, Irresistible Igor, uh, and another song that we will talk about shortly. So The Transylvania Twist exists. Yes. So you can, you can listen to The Transylvania Twist. You're like, oh, it's not as good as, as The Monster <laughs> right. Mash. So no. they, were, they were right. Yeah. So although the song was a hit in the U.S., mm-hmm. it was banned by the BBC for being too morbid. Britain. Oh, come on. Come on. on. We have spoken about this before, England. This is, I mean, come this on. This is, BBC, this is ridiculous. Ugh. That's all. I, I, I'm on. just disgusted. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I, I can't even say anything about it. Every song. You know, what? BBC. It come is on, the BBC. Monster come Mash. On. It's uh, the Monster Mash. Wow. Are you it kidding me? It is a novelty. The Dracula does it's the a- twist. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you lunatics. You, you, uh, why you is used it to morbid? run an empire. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. Get it together. Come on. Get it together, BBC. Get your crib together, BBC. Jeez. You defeated the Nazis. Would you stop with this mamby-pamby stuff? Yes. Come on. Okay, the vampires are feasting. Fine, but come on. Play it on on the radio. God. Jeez. In 1962. This is a message for 1962 BBC. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if anybody makes Current BBC, you're cool. They were, just banned, they, were, they were just banning everything. They were banned crazy. Oh man, oh, BBC. I'm just disgusted with them. I can't even uh, talk about it. Jeez. All right. So the song re-entered the Hot 100 two more times. It peaked at number 91 after three weeks on the charts, mm-hmm. the week of September 12th, 1970, and it peaked at number 10 after 18 weeks on the chart. Uh, uh, the week of August 11th, 1973. What? I have no idea why no. it was a midsummer hit, but it was. Um, and that year, so 1973, it went to number three in the UK where its original release was banned. You know, I mean, what can I say? What more can I say, I ABC? Same thing happened with Tell Laura I Love Her. Became a hit, and then they wanted to re-release it. Uh, was it Tell Her I Love Her, where they re-released it and had somebody else record it? They, they another person recorded yes, it. Yes. So, and, it, and it went to number see, one in the UK. Ugh, come on, UK. But it was around the same time. It wasn't like years later. Right, right. Um, it also charted on the dis- digital sales charts in 2005, mm-hmm. 2007 through 2011, and 2013 through 2017. Jeez. It says people are buying it. So, Look, 
The song's doing pretty Here's great. Here's the other thing, yeah. you guys. This song slaps, okay? <laughs> right. This song's great. <laughs> yeah. But because, like, you've heard it a million times and you're still like, you know, I mean, if it was like May, you'd be like, all right, I don't know if I was to the Monster Rats. <laughs> but once you're in the Halloween spirit, you know, once it's like there's a nip in the air and yeah. uh, the people are pump- pulling pumpkins out, you know, you go to a you you go to like kids party mm-hmm. or whatever. You're the monster mash. You're not upset. You're like, oh yeah, the monster mash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I'm you, into this. Yeah, you expect this is good. Yeah, you expect to hear it. You need yeah, to hear yeah. it. You're like, it did the match. Yeah, if you go to a Halloween party and they don't oh, play yeah, monster no. mash, oh forget it. No, I mean, you're gonna Ugh. slash somebody. It's the worst party. Yeah. Somebody. Like you're gonna go yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> so there was a follow-up single from the Monster Mash album. Uh, released in December of the same year. Yeah, wait, it was the um, same year? <laughs> it, was 19, it was December 1962. It was two oh months later. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, these guys, you could talk about striking when the iron was hot, but these guys, right. I mean, they were just literally just 50 dr- just fifty hammers hitting that iron. Oh, we yeah. gotta get Let's do a whole album. Let's do the Transylvania twist. Oh, Whatever yeah. we got to yep. do. Let's yep. milk this, baby. Chop, uh, chop, fellas. Chop, awesome. chop. It was only two months later. That is amazing. Okay, go the on. The follow-up single yeah. was called Monster Holiday. Monsters Holiday. One of my favorite Christmas songs. And it, it w- which is amazing. It's about Dan. Do you want to tell the people what the song? Yeah, is about? I mean the, the, the monsters all get songs? together to rob Santa when he comes when yep. he comes by for Christmas. So they're waiting on the roof of the castle and they're going to rob him. And then in the end, he teaches them about goodwill and he gives them presents or whatever. And the wolf man gets a well, I don't know gets an electric razor. He he does. <laughs> no. Look, I'm, I'm very familiar he teaches with this them song, about Michael. goodwill so much as they get what they want, so they don't rob him. I guess him. that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. But the, it's what's great about that song is that it's not just about them wanting to rob Santa's sleigh. They plan it, right? And they get into that in the lyrics. Like they all meet and they're like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do." It's the Ocean's Eleven of novelty songs. <laughs> and all ended well. Santa was really swell. No need to rob Santa's sack. Maybe next year he'll come back. Monster's Holiday went to number 30 on the Hot 100. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years after The Iron Was Hot, 1985, Bobby Pickett recorded Monster Rap. Oh, no. I mean, mean, you had like... Just when you thought Rappin' Rodney was the weirdest <laughs> rap song to come out of the 80s. I mean, they had Rappin' Rodney. They had uh, the rapping um, John Wayne song. Remember that one? No. What's the rapping John Wayne there song? There was a dude who, who mm-hmm. in real life was a skinny black guy who did a spot-on John Wayne impression, and they released a single of John Wayne rapping. And I think it was, I think it was actually a pretty you know, big hit. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I rustled some cattle and tended the sheep, but my main concern was rapping to the beat. I don't bother nobody. I'm a real nice guy, kind of laid back like a dead fly. Da ha da ha da ha. Yes, I mean you. I again, like you know, the '80s were like the heyday of novelty rap. I mean, like I said, yeah, like if <laughs> that's if, true. if he that's didn't true. if he didn't do it, I don't, I don't know. I mean, people would have come to his house and put a gun to his head and be like, you're doing this song. Like, so he had to do it. Yeah. Was the Curly Shuffle a rap too? Uh, that was not a rap. No, that it was not. <laughs> it should have been. But it was, yeah. I mean, that was sort of the heyday of like weird celebrity novelty songs. Whether yeah. involving the celebrity like rapping Rodney or people who were long dead like John Wayne and right. Curly. So <laughs> weird. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the um, the band that did the Curly Shuffle, uh-huh. yeah. Jump, like it was like Hootie and the Blowfish, Jump, and the Saddle Band. So it was Jump and the Saddle Band. <laughs> God. Now I have a question for you guys. That's I have a perfect. question uh-huh. for for the yeah. for the two of you, as yep. some of my oldest friends. Mm-hmm. Why in God's name do I know that? Please, <laughs> please know, help Daniel. me. Please help me. I I'm not going to lie to you. I, I would know. be really disappointed if you didn't. <laughs> there is nothing. Oh, God. There's nothing, anyway, sorry. there's nothing in our history that leads me to believe that you would not know this much about novelty <laughs> rap songs. So I can't help you. That's true. Everything and, you're saying well, is true. Well, in fairness, the Curly Shuffle is is a novelty swing song. Guess, right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean... Yeah. I mean, if you get the chance, get up and dance and do the curly shuffle. That's all I know, you guys. That's all I know. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. It's, we're just all enablers to each other. We never stood a chance. Anyway, so uh, Monster Rap, mm-hmm. uh, the story of that was the mad scientist from Monster Mash uh, is trying to teach his monsters to talk. Okay. And they're not learning, sure. so he teaches them how to rap. So a little bit about Bobby Pickett. He was born, as I said, in Somerville, Massachusetts on February 11th, 1938. He died April 25th, 2007 in West Los Angeles. Uh, he continued performing throughout his life. Uh, his final concert was less than six months before his passing. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he would perform uh, Monster Mash in concert, he would say, I'd like to perform a medley of my hit. Nice. Uh-huh. It's pretty great. Boom. And in addition to his singing career, uh, Bobby Pickett was an actor. He had guest appearances um, basically from the 50s on. Mm-hmm. He did episodes of Dr. Kildare, Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies, Bonanza, and T.J. Hooker. Mm-hmm to name a few. And although he's considered a one-hit wonder, he did have three charting singles, Monster Mash, Monster's Holiday, and a song called Graduation Day, which went to number 80 in June of 1963. And Monster Mash is one of only three songs to chart on the Hot 100 three times. Don't ask me what the other ones were. Uh, As much as I tried to find it, I could not find it. As I mentioned before, Elvis was (laughs) not a fan. He said something (laughs) was like one of the dumbest songs he ever heard. But fans of the song do include Bob Dylan, who on a Sirius XM uh, radio show, uh, he said, our next artist is considered a one hit wonder, but his one hit comes back year after year. And Bobby Pickett was uh, also quoted as saying, I wanted to be known as an actor, not as a guy who did a novelty record. But now I'm glad that I did the song because some people never get to do anything. It's on his tombstone. It's true. <laughs> Very big tombstone. Now, I think that's sort of like a cool perspective. Like he. It's true. I mean, he. Yeah. Did he have one hit? Yes. Does everybody get a hit? No. So. Well, listen, it seems like he really embraced his whole thing. His whole like, you know, I mean, he did an entire so- album full of monster based themes, <laughs> novelty songs. So yeah. he like, you know. He really leaned into it. And uh, just a little bit about Halloween music, since this is for our Halloween episode. According to a 2018 New York Times article based on data provided by Spotify from 2015 to 2017, there's an increase in Halloween music listening starting two weeks before Halloween. Hmm. And in the U.S., Halloween music is most listened to in the following states. 
Utah, Ohio, New Hampshire, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Um, also, according to this data, Thriller is the most popular Halloween song. The second most popular being the Monster Mash. We've said it before, but if you're going to write a song, everybody out there, tie it to a holiday if you can. Because That's right. That's right. Make it not Christmas. I mean, you can do Christmas, but it's a crowded field. Because so, right now, I was like, Halloween, you got the Holy Trinity. You got your Monster Mash, you got your Thriller, you got your Ghostbusters theme song. Outside of that, yep. it's a wide open field. So if you can get a fourth one in there, you, you got some room in there to, to get in. Or you can it's do, true. you know. It's true. You could do an Arbor Day. I mean, what, do you, what else you got? You know? <laughs> Always a good Arbor Day. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. You I mean, I've, I've literally said this exact thing uh, on the first incarnation of the show, so I don't repeat myself. But whatever you think about him, Adam, Adam Sandler's a genius, man. He's got... Hanukkah song and he's got a Thanksgiving song. Yeah, they're gonna it's play true. those songs every year on the radio. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. Yep. So by the crazy. way, uh, Ghostbusters was number three on that list. Okay, good. Oh, great. Oh, I mean, I, I like we got to the party. They played the Monster Mash, Thriller, <laughs> and Ghostbusters, <laughs> and then a mix of popular songs from today. That's that's it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. That's like those are the three. Oh that's God. that's the ones you're gonna get. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know that there are obviously there are other ones, but you, you know. gotta always feel like somebody's watching me. That one's sure. good. Anything that was by Herbie Hancock. Han- oh, really? Anything by Herbie yeah. Hancock can probably be <laughs> is a little bit creepy. Well, those are the videos, though. I don't know. That's if true. That's true. Songs are. That's valid. Uh, um, all right. Ooh, was Dead Man's Party on it? Uh, yes, that was number fifteen. Yes. Oh, that's low. Okay. <laughs> Little Oingo Boingo for Halloween. <laughs> that, that should be higher. People got to know about the Oingo Boingo. It should. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Are you looking for a playlist of the hottest, most bumpin' jams around? Well, we can help you with that. But we do have a Spotify playlist of all the songs we've reviewed on the show. So if you'd like to hear that, search for The Story Song Podcast, the official playlist on Spotify. Then you'll hear the most lit baller bops that go hard. I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? And uh, Rachel... Let's start with you. What yep. lesson did you learn from uh, from the Monster Mash? Um, well, I learned that when you're setting up your home to be an Airbnb, really take into account who your client base is going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to have a large vampire client base, make sure that the laboratory that you work in is on the east side of the house and the master bedroom is on the west side of the house. 
to give them a little bit more time because the sun rises in the east, so it won't get to the west side um, oh, for a, a couple of minutes. Yeah. You know, the, be be considerate to your client base, and, and people are just going to notice those little details. You know, they're just they're going to appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. That's what's going to get you that five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that'll probably I mean that'll probably mean that they will turn you into a creature the night and not just drain you and dump your body. And like, and that exactly. would be great. <laughs> you know, just that yeah. little bit, that little bit of thoughtfulness is really going to go a long way. Um, yeah. When they're deciding. Mm-hmm. To making you a, yeah. Yeah, well, when, they're, when they're deciding what they're doing with your corpse after they're feeding on you, so. Exactly, nice. exactly. They'll be like, you know what? I think she can roam the world for <laughs> the rest of eternity. As, as, long as, as long as she keeps those linens, whatever linens she's using. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. guys, whatever you're doing, put it in an envelope, mail it to yourself, get that stamp. Yeah, <laughs> right. Get that right. date stamp. Right? Because yep. somebody's, somebody could steal your Transylvania twist and turn it into the Monster Mash. And if you do not have proof of that, you are stuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? You can do Here's about the it. thing. And you're probably thinking, look, I'm king of the vampires. Right? Who's going to do it to me? <laughs> right? I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. No. Know your legal rights. Because stuff like that doesn't matter in Monster Court. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Because in Monster Court, it's just they throw two chainsaws into a pit. And whoever comes out alive <laughs> right. is the winner. So, correct, correct. Actually, I take back everything I said because that 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 stamp's not going to do you any good. Because really, they're just going to throw <laughs> you into a pit with some chainsaws. So, I that's guess right, what, I right. guess instead of doing that, learn practice with chainsaws. That's what I learned from this song. Practice yeah, with yeah. chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to Monster <laughs> Court, make sure you're really up on your chainsaw. <laughs> fighting yes. technique so yes and if you're wondering monster court is the saturday morning cartoon version yeah, yeah. of Night yeah, court. yeah no, no. Yeah, yes definitely yeah harry anderson is now harry anderson he's oh. a <laughs> bull is a centaur yep. yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. You know. he's like a half bull yep. person yeah yeah, yeah yeah no that's yep. a good point and marky post is still marky post <laughs> she know, she's a monster she knows why um, <laughs> she knows why <laughs> there's a whole lifetime movie about it uh right Michael, what'd you learn? Um, I learned that if you're going to throw a Halloween party and you're going to have live music, book the Crypt Kicker 5 well in advance. Like, book them now for next Halloween. Um, They're going to be in high demand. Mm -hmm. They're the only band out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If not, you're going to get stuck with Igor. (laughs) (laughs) All he plays is Chains. The hell are you supposed to do with that? No, you don't want that. I mean, he's a good opener. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. good opener, but he's yeah. not the main act, guys. Let's be honest here. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys yep. so much for listening. Uh, this has been the special Halloween episode of the Story Song Podcast. We did it. Uh, we did the mash. If this we, is your first yeah. episode, come back. They're not all Halloween themed. <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on the socials, your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Facebooks. Uh, leave us a five-star review mm-hmm. if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Come back next time for another great story song. Thank you for listening and good bull. No, that didn't good work. Boo. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. 
Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Or uh, a version by whatever studio musicians they have on the Party City well, that's, uh, yes, Halloween right? compilation <laughs> that album. That is true. Yeah, that is course. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to that karaoke track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like the first time I was at a party oh, and they had like the the Party City CD, uh, and they were, and I was just like, wait, what? What is this? Like, yeah, this it's like right, almost the Monster Bash, <laughs> right, but not right. quite. Um, <laughs> anyway, what could the licensing? <laughs> come on, Party City. What could the licensing cost? I could see if I could see for like Thriller, right? I'm sure that's a pretty penny. But what could it cost for the Monster Bash? Come on, you got to re-record it, Party uh. City. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.